Okay, so this past week, I went up to Oregon for a college buddy's wedding. Uh, it was a beautiful uh, wedding right in uh, Hood River and about like an hour out of Portland, I would say, but very serene, very nice. Had a great time catching up and seeing some good friends, uh, but it was a very quick trip. I was in LA on Thursday Drove back to Vegas on Friday night, then went to Oregon at like 6 a.m. on Saturday morning. So very hectic time. And that leads me to today's topic, which is traveling with your partner. I think this is one of the most important things uh, that you can do, you like that you need to do before getting into a serious relationship with someone. Uh, it really tells a lot about a person. If you don't travel well with them, it can things can get scary, especially you're, you're in a place where you typically aren't in control. There's a lot of external factors that can come into play. And if you do not travel well with someone else, it can, it can get bad. But thankfully, my fiance and I travel very well together. We ran into a few hiccups along the way there on this past trip. They're very minor. Um, but overall, it went very good. So the first thing that kind of happened was, mind you, we are doing this on very limited sleep and we are big sleep people. We need like seven to eight hours every night. And like I said, we were traveling from LA to Vegas on, what was it? Uh, Friday night. So we got back in at like, gosh, 11 and then had to leave, had to pack, shower, leave for the airport at for 4 30 so we got like maybe five hours of sleep like not even we were stressed there was a lot going on we had to unpack pack but so the first little communication there was was checking bags so we each don't we don't really have luggage we just have like these duffel bags it was a one-day trip i just had a suit because we were because i was in the wedding and she had her dress and like maybe two other outfits, one for the plane on the way back and then just like a jeans casual outfit. But so there was mis miscommunication about whether we were checking bags or not. And we both just have these duffels that can fit as a carry on. We get to the airport. I immediately start gunning it for the TSA where like you get scanned. Right. And she's like, what are you doing? Don't we have to go check our bags? And I was like, oh, I wasn't anticipating on checking these two bags. We definitely can. Would you like to do this? And she's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. It's okay. Like, I just thought we were. I thought that's why we got like, we got Southwest opposed to shitty spirit. Um, and I was like, no, like, let, let's just, let's just do it. Right. It's not a big deal. We're just going to put everything above. It's one bag. Uh, Portland airport's fairly small. It's not like we're lugging this all over the place. It's not a big deal. She's like, all right, no worries, never mind, it's fine. So we get to security check, and I make it through, and then immediately she gets flagged. And I was like, fuck, like, what, what is in her bag? And then so it takes a while. There's only one guy, and everyone's bags are getting flagged. And so this guy starts digging through her bag and pulls out this massive, massive, like, Cetaphil lotion. Like, it is like this big it's it's fucking massive right and i just look at her i'm like what are you like you thought you could bring this onto the plane 
And she's like, I forgot I had that in there because she thought she was she was checking the bag. So immediately, like the guy's just holding it up and he's like, hey, like, can't have this. Like he's looking at us like we're we're idiots, like we've never flown before. And immediately I'm like, hey, throw it out. Just get rid of it. It doesn't matter. She's like, we're only here for one day, right? And half the time we're on a plane or in a van driving. And she's like, no, listen, like that's my that's my only lotion for the whole weekend. And like, mind you, the wedding is like the same, the wedding is the same day. And we're flying home the very next morning. But she says, I can't, I can't live without this lotion. So she's like, hey, like I need it. I need to go check my bag. So the security guard walks her all the way back to check her bag. And now this really only took like 10 to 15 minutes, really wasn't a big deal at all. And I was just like, okay, like it's fine. Everything's fine. The worst is behind us, right? Like if this is the worst thing that happens running on four hours of sleep, I am golden, right? I have, I come in with very low expectations saying something's going to go wrong along the way. If this is it, this is great. We're in no rush. We got plenty of time. It's okay. So finally, she comes back with the guy. She's all happy and everything's good. And then, uh, so we, we get to the gate. And the TV on the gate says uh, there's a flight boarding before ours. It's going to like Sacramento or something. It, it, it has Sacramento, then it says Portland. So we go sit down at the gate, like just two open chairs at the gate next to our gate. And we've got like, I don't know, 30 minutes probably. So she opens up her computer. I sit back. I close my eyes um, because I'm extremely tired. And she tells me it's fine. Like, close your eyes, get some rest, and we'll be good. I'm going to stay up for a second. Like, she's going to be on watch, essentially. Then suddenly, I wake up to an announcement for final boarding for our flight to Oregon. And I fucking pop up like like I am just like and I just immediately look at her and she can see the rage that is in my eyes right she and she like I just immediately like grab my shit I know that she's behind me we take off we go straight to the gate we log in and everything like get the get the thing we're rolling down the uh little ramp and then we like the plane isn't full, which is very good, right? Thank God. And but we t- we end up taking like the very last two seats in the plane. Nobody sits next to us, which is fine. Again, not a huge deal. But we sit down, and my heart is just racing. Like I can't believe, like we almost missed this. And she just looks at me like it is just she is just upset with herself. And she she's like listen i am so sorry i didn't i didn't hear it and i'm like you know what it's it's okay everything worked out like i said before if this is the worst thing that happens it's gonna be all right right it's okay but i'm i'm just like looking at her like like what the hell and i think so we talked about actually like why what like two two kind of little spacey little things on her end right that happened in this one hour time period and I was like you were just living by yourself for three weeks like what what happened what you were you're so independent what what is going on and she's like you know I think when we're traveling I put so like she puts 
full trust in me that we're going to get to the destination. She like goes on autopilot essentially. And is just like kind of like along for the ride. And for me, cause it's, I'm like, I got tickets. I'm taking care of bags. I've got, uh, if you need food, I'll get you food. Like I am fully in tracking time. Where's the plane at? What are we doing? Where's the gate? I am in full leadership mode here. And she's just kind of along for the ride. But anyways, it was, it was pretty funny. I am truly lucky to have such a good travel partner. These were two very minor things. Um, I don't want him to sound bad. I made her feel bad, which I feel bad about. But uh, she's very actually easy to travel with. Um, really, you just get her some some French fries and she's good to go. For me, I like I just want like a smart water, which is I think is the pinnacle of a of a travel water. It's a slim bottle. It's big enough. It's aesthetic. It's nice. It's a good water. It's smooth. Um, I'm sure like other people would say like a Fiji is a more like aesthetic looking water, but a Fiji is too small. It's like two sips and you're done. Smart water is you're looking good. But if I can get a smart water and like a resealable bag that has like a bite sized candy in it, done. I'm good to go. So yeah, you get her some French fries, a little bit of ranch. If they have like a house ranch, wow. She is on cloud nine. She's sitting in her chair and she's ready to go. But we went to Europe actually together when we were 18 years old. Uh, it was a high school trip and there was like a group of 20 of us. And at the time we weren't together, we were just friends, but we basically stuck with each other the entire trip. It was very rare if we weren't near each other or hanging out with each other on this trip. And I just remembered compared to a lot of different people on the trip, that she was just so easygoing and fun to be around and readily complained when we were on like these five to eight hour long bus rides. Um, we had similar taste in music. We still kind of do. Um, she got me into like, I'm, I mean, I'm not really into it, but like she like exposed me to like country music at the time. So like we went through like all of Blake Shelton's albums and things like that. But um, so very easy to travel with. And that's, I was like, wow, this is so, this is so nice. And traveling with your significant partner before things really get serious is like a must do. In my opinion, you're generally seeing this person typically at their worst. They're tired, they're stressed, they're anxious, they're head to toe in loungewear. And if you don't like this person during all of this, what's going on, then it's most likely not going to last in my opinion. Now, like destinations, I think can be a different story. For example, like I think a good vacation is like going to a big city, touring around and hers is like a, a beach setting. Like she went to Mexico as a kid. She wants to go to a beach on our honeymoon. If we ever decide to take a day off of work and school and we'll go on a honeymoon. Um, but yeah, so she like, there's like small things like that, but we can definitely always come to a compromise. It's never a problem of what we're going to do. We always end up typically like doing whatever we want to do together. And it turns out really good. Like if we go to a big city, then like, sure, we can find a relaxing thing to do somewhere. Or if we do go to the, to the beach, uh, I'm good. Like one night, let's go down to the main street and walk around where there's a farmer's market or a lot of people, things like that. But 
there are so many things that can really tell a lot about a person when you are traveling, especially on a plane, I think. Like, do they need to be the first one to jump up and grab their carry-ons when the plane lands? Like, this is just so infuriating to me. And I find it to be, like, the person's very impatient. Like, immediately the plane lands and you you hear the bell and seat buckles go off and people just shoot up. And it's like, where are you? Like, you're not going anywhere. Like there's no, there's no benefit to you freaking out right now. So just like stay calm, stay in your seat. Let's have a conversation. How was your flight? What, like, did you see that person? Did you see what happened? We talked about observations to this, this fucking baby in six rows in front of us. Didn't shut the fuck up. How did you feel about it? What did you listen to? What did you watch? Blah, blah, blah. Take that time to decompress, whatever. Now, when like another thing is like when traveling in Southwest, are they calm enough to let the person with ticket A45 go ahead of them in line if you are A50? This is something I have a major problem with. Like, when you line up for Southwest and it's like A1 through 30 and then A, what is it, 30 through 60, right, let's say. And everyone's lining up, everyone's looking at their tickets, they're looking around at each other, they're, you're, you're in a packed area, you got carry-ons, you got backpacks, purses, kids, people in wheelchairs, there's three nuns in the front along with six army guys. There's a lot going on, right? And people are like, are you A, I'm A45, what are you? I'm, I'm A33. I need to be in front of you. Like for me, it's like, let me just let me just be in my A line and I'm fine. Like I will be A fucking 60. I know I'm getting a, a seat. I'm going to be okay. But when people are like, if I'm A50 and they're like one time here, I'll just go into an example. One time I was traveling for work and I was, I'm, I don't know, let's say I'm A30, right? Let's just say that. And I'm standing all the way back by like A60. And the person in front of me says, like, what are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm A35. And she's like, I'm A59. Like so she's behind me. And she's like, you need to be up there. I'm like, listen, I don't, right? It's, it doesn't matter. It's not important to me. And she's like, no. Like, and she's making a huge deal out of it. And I'm just like, God, like, I, you need to mind your own fucking business. Like, this doesn't fucking matter. And I'm not being rude to her, but it's like, like really mind your own fucking shit you know i'm i'm actually helping you out in this sense because you're behind me and i'm currently behind you like you i'm helping you find a better seat so you shouldn't be bitching about this right now but if the person kind of freaks out like that it, it drives me insane you need to be calm enough to understand that like small things like this when traveling doesn't matter Another example is, are they independent enough to spend a few hours on their own listening to music or entertaining themselves in some way? I'm a pretty quiet person. I'm a quiet traveler. I just want to throw in headphones. I want to sleep. I want to just put my head back and not really do anything. I don't, I don't really want to conversate too much. And like, if I'm ever traveling alone and someone starts talking to me, no. Like, just no, this is a version of hell for me. And thankfully, like my fiance is very independent in the sense of uh, she immediately just 
throws her headphones on and she's good to go. I don't have to worry about her. We'll occasionally like, like I'm totally fine with every, let's say like 15, 20, 30 minutes, like takes her headphones off, has a conversation, talks something small uh, about what we're seeing, what we have planned, anything like that. Uh, did we forget to do this? Whatever, it's fine, whatever, all good. Throws her headphones back on, she's good to go. I'll even like out of courtesy, like you can have the aisle, you can have the window seat, I'll take middle seat, just try, try to be a little independent and it's a, it's a good flight. So I really look for that in a travel partner. I want them to have some sort of independence in the sense of entertaining themselves. That's why I think like traveling with kids is probably a, a nightmare and I view it as like, like I would never take a baby on a plane. I, I just don't know how I could possibly do that. I hate it so much and having to entertain a baby and not make a big commotion if they're crying and like all of that would be would be horrible to me. It's just like I hate it. I can't stand it and I do not look forward to that part of my life if I ever have to like travel with a kid that's under the age of three. So anyways, because of the topic, I thought I'd look up some tips for traveling with your partner and go through them. And I got this from the Washington Post. It's the completely correct guide to traveling with a significant other. And I thought this was kind of interesting. Now, uh, I really don't travel with her a lot. Um, this is just because we basically went on like a four hour road trip together and then just flew together at the same time too. But we travel maybe like, I don't know, two to three times a year at most. Uh, but we are planning a honeymoon so um and we have been on long trips together but i've experienced a lot of traveling with her so the first one is start small uh this is obviously a great idea um, when we first started dating we went on road trips together to california uh only like a four hour drive for us so very small amount of time and it was like weekend trips it wasn't anything big but this is really where you could start like feeling the person out, how like how they react to certain things, um, how, how well do they do on a four hour drive? Are you having to stop every five seconds? Can they listen to your music? Can you listen to their music? What are your similar interests? Um, if they're constantly complaining the whole time, that's obviously a red flag, things like this. So start small is definitely a good tip. The next one, be transparent about your budget beforehand. Uh, this is kind of interesting. I don't, I'm a very frugal person, and because we've been together for, I don't know, like eight years now, um, she knows this, and she knows like we'll never have like major, massive, blow your money type of vacations, but I do tend to spend a little more uh, on a vacation. Like I'm, I'm down to throw in a little more money if it's gonna drastically increase our positivity or our experience on the trip. I don't have a problem doing that. So I think there's a relatively good uh, line that we both are aware of, of, okay, like, like if this is going to help our experience or this is really going to bring us a little bit more happiness, like, yeah, let's do it. But I'm not going to be just blowing money for no reason. I'm not, neither of us are like big drinkers. So we're not like going out and like blowing a bunch of money at like the bar or like crazy night owl type stuff. So it's usually stuff during the day or let's, Let's go to a good restaurant. Let's get some good food while we're here. Like, let's experience what we can. Um, but yeah. Uh, the next one is make a wish list together. I think this is this is good. Typically, when 
we're traveling, we're like, hey, like if we do have some free time, what do you want to do? We talk about this beforehand. Let's see what's in the area. Um, let's see what's going on. And we'll make compromises, see what we want to do. And then based off of, we don't, we're not like planning to the sense of like we're getting tickets and stuff beforehand. But it's like, I think we went to like, we went to San Francisco together one time when we were in college. And it was like, well, what are we going to do? Well, let's walk around. Let's see what's by our hotel. Let's see what good food is around us. Let's, I think we ended up going to a museum. We did like a, a ferry ride. Um, but it's fairly like open-ended. Like we, we went to, what is it? Like Pier 50 something. But we were, like hung out there and then we found things to do in that area. So I think we, we keep it pretty general, but we're like, we make overall wish lists of places we like to go. And then from there, we, we jump in and see what it's like. Next one is to discuss your preferred travel styles. Uh, this is, for example, like carry-ons, things like that. Would you want to drive? Would you want to go on a plane? Hang on, sorry. I need a... There's nothing like making your own coffee, in my opinion. This is a treat that I give myself every morning. Uh, I do a pour-over coffee and get like... I go to Mothership Coffee in Vegas and get bag of coffee. And man, it really, it just makes your morning. The smell of it, the process of it, and it only takes like 10 minutes, but it's worth it. And I don't have to spend like a shit ton of money on like every day going out to get coffee. Man, okay. So discussing your pre preferred travel style. So like I said, uh, car, plane, uh, for this one, for example, this past trip we went on, a big thing was, uh, do we get like spirit tickets on the plane or do we get uh, Southwest? And for me, I was like a preferred travel style. I was, I said, I'm not dealing with the hassle of, of spirit. I know we're going to be stressed out. We're going to be low on sleep. The flight's just going to get delayed. I like, I just, I know it's going to happen. Let's spend a few extra bucks and and go get Southwest tickets. I really don't mind. Like that is something I can afford. That's why I work hard is because I want to be able to improve experiences, right? Like that's, I want to be able, and I'm not like saying like this is like first class, right? Like I'm not there, I'm not at that level, but I know I'm better than a spirit. I'm better, I'm, I've made it to the point in my life where I don't need to fly spirit in my opinion. And when we were coming back actually, uh, the spirit flight that we would have been on got delayed by like five hours, I want to say. A friend of ours who was at the wedding got a spirit, the, the spirit flight. And yeah, his flight got delayed two hours and then it got completely canceled and he had to get an Alaska flight. And we landed on our Southwest flight and I'm getting all these notifications that this this happened. And I'm just like, you know what? Thank, thank you. Thank you, previous Julian, for making this decision. You made the right decision. I am 30 minutes from home now, um, and I am. I have work tomorrow. This worked out. It is worth the extra $200. Like, I am so happy that I did that. But, yeah, discussing your per preferred travel styles is big. I think um, if you're willing to spend a little more, uh, I think it's, it's worth it. Um, the carry-on thing was a little hiccup this past uh, trip for us, but it ended up working out okay. It really wasn't that bad. So on the next trip, 
that we do make, like I will probably invest in luggage. I think that's another thing. Like I, we, we only have these duffel bags. We've never really had like roller luggage. So um, that's kind of be, I think my next like travel splurge is getting us some good luggage that, cause we deserve it. You know, it's, it's, I'm 28 years old. I think I don't need a, I don't need to be lugging around a duffel, Adidas duffel bag anymore. Like I can get some luggage. Next uh, tip is manage expectations and embrace compromise. I think this is huge. I love, love compromise. That's, that's where I, that's where I thrive. And managing expectations is what it's all about in traveling. Things are going to go wrong. You need to expect that. You need to, you need to embrace that that's really, that's just going to happen. There are so many external factors that you are not in control of. So you just need to make the best of the decision or the best of the moment and really make good decisions on the fly. I think that's crucial too. You can't just be sitting around like you need to be able to, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to adapt. And like I said, going into this trip when I know exhaustion is, is like going to happen to us, um, going to the airport knowing, okay, something is going to go wrong today. Let it just let it happen. And we're going to get through it. If, as long as I make it to the wedding, like that's really the number one goal. If I make it on time to the wedding, everything's going to work out. That's really the only reason I'm doing this. I need to be there for my friend and we'll be good to go. And you know what? Everything worked out. Some small things happened. Uh, I looked over her at her and I was like, listen, it's okay. We plan for this. That's why we go to the airport early. Everything's fine. Uh, next one is take some alone time. I think this is kind of like what I was saying about the independence thing when sitting on a plane. Uh, alone time is big. You don't need to be up the other person's ass the entire time you're traveling with a significant other. I think on a longer, more longer trip, it's more imperative for you to find this alone time. Uh, you can get annoyed easily if you're like with someone for too long, I think let's say if we we don't have something going on during the weekend and we're just at home like i if we spend the entire day together like something is bound to happen where one of us is going to get annoyed with something so spending an hour to 2 hours alone is i think is good it's healthy it's what you need to do and then you come back and you do the rest of your trip do the rest of your day but it's a healthy thing i think especially when traveling next one is factor in jet lag exhaustion and stress if arguments arise I think this is this is really a good one too so when I went to LA at the start of this I there was I had to go to LA early because there was a big problem with her Airbnb that she was renting out uh, for this rotation so she was supposed to have the Airbnb through like Saturday, I think, but then there was a plumbing issue and the, the landlord's like, listen, you need to get out by Thursday at 11 a.m. And I'm like, hey, like I wasn't planning on getting there on Thursday until like 4, 4.30. And we're talking to the guy. There's nothing he could do. He says, you need to be out by 11. So I'm like, okay, I need to adapt. What am I going to do? I'm going to leave Vegas at like 5 a.m. so that I can get there by 10, move everything out by 11. And like massive inconvenience, right? But it's okay. So we end up doing that. Uh, I leave at, a, at what, 5 a.m.? Yeah, I leave at 5 a.m. And 
get to UCLA, grab her keys really quick, find a parking spot, unload the the Airbnb with all her stuff, and then by 11, like, completely out. I'm like, okay, this is fine. Now I have, like, I don't know, five hours to kill. Uh, worked on editing a podcast, sat in a coffee shop, had a good day, right? But I was, I was exhausted. And so then she gets off work, she comes to meet me, uh, and then we're like, okay, we need to go check in into the, the new motel. Now, I am like, I haven't seen her in three weeks, but I am, I'm pretty fucking grumpy. I have been up for super long. I just drove four hours. I unloaded all this shit in a hot day. I'm not the best version of me. I'm like, I'm so happy to see her, right? But I am, I'm exhausted. Like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm just not in a good mood. I was around a lot of people all day. Um, I really need to shower. I smell bad. Um, anyway, so instantly we get to the motel and we just crash for like two hours. We just lay down on the bed, fall asleep, and then wake up and we're in such a better mood together that we're like, hey, let's go, let's go get some food. Like, let's talk about what you've been experiencing the last three weeks. And then we really dive into, um, her conversation and her, like her experience and what she's been going through. But I think if I wouldn't have been like upfront and be like, Hey, I'm like, I'm really exhausted right now. Like I need to, we need to take some time just to decompress. Uh, we would have gotten into an argument. Something would have happened. Uh, I wouldn't, I would have been very like snappy, I guess. Uh, but so yeah, factoring in exhaustion of travel, I think is huge. It's, it really can make or break, the beginning or an end of a travel experience you need to factor in this time and coming towards the end. So this is the last tip, but it's regroup afterward. And I think this is a good one for us. It's usually like (laughs) whenever we go out or she goes out or we go out with friend groups, come back from a trip. We like to, we essentially gossip with each other and we're like can you believe this happened it's like when you go to a family uh party or a dinner or something and on the the, really what you look forward to is that drive home of can you believe what this person said or how this person looked where it's it's the gossip that is what i live for i love because we're the same person we're incredibly sarcastic and just stupid Um, But yeah, regrouping after I think is a really fun way to kind of round out a trip. Uh, Like together, we're sitting at at the airport, flying back to Vegas, waiting for waiting for our plane. And we're scrolling through uh, a shared album that all of our friends are in and talking about it and talking about uh, one kid in the wedding passed out and all this or the uh, drinking memory we had to cross a highway to get to this dive bar and can you believe this person was so fucked up and whatever but it was and this girl had blue hair at the wedding and like it was just so you can just talk about all this random shit that you experienced that you didn't really get to catch up with and i think it's very it's very therapeutic it's a good way to round out any any trip that you go on but so yeah those are the traveling partner tips. Um, we won't be traveling. I don't think for, for a minute. Um, she's going to another rotation in LA in September, but for me, I'm kind of, I'm much more of a homebody. Uh, we're just gonna 
chill at home for a little bit, hang out. I think it's it's good for us. We are going through a lot of work, hectic stuff right now and school stuff on her end. So it's good that we just get back into this little kind of routine, start planning our wedding as well. I think that really was a big kickstart for me seeing seeing their wedding and experiencing that. And now I'm like, okay, I've got a, I've got five months to really get going on, on stuff I need to get going on. But very good trip overall. I, I gave her a lot of shit, but I love traveling with her. She is a great travel partner. Um, finding a good travel partner, I think, is key in any relationship. So, yeah, I'm not one to give relationship advice ever. Um, but, yeah, if you're happy when all of these things are going wrong, when the person is head to toe in a gray loungewear set and they're anxious and upset or exhausted and you're still able to, to love them, uh, then yes, you've, you've found something special. But that is all I have for today. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you have found a good travel partner. If you don't, um, definitely look up some some more tips. There's actually a lot of tips out there I didn't realize. It's kind of funny looking at, at them. I didn't realize so many people wrote about this, but I'm sure there are a lot of crazy stories about traveling with partners. Um, yeah, so thank you. I appreciate it, and see you next time.